are now listening to the Motivated Mama podcast. This is a community for parents that want to be authentically themselves while looking for judgment-free, genuine, and heartfelt parenting advice. We talk to other mothers and experts to get small, easy steps that we can take to help us accomplish our goals. Learn with me as we discover ways to break patterns of unproductive behavior repeated generation after generation in our families. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Motivated Mama with me, your host, Sydney Ross, The Motivated Mama. So today we are going to be discussing um, normalizing emotions in children. Um, So basically, it's okay for kids to have feelings. So let's make that a regular normal thing. Um, We're going to discuss you know, how to manage those emotions, things we can do to help our children as their parents, um, and things that we can do to help ourselves. Um, And we're also going to talk about, you know, that generational trauma that even occurs when it comes to being able to normalize emotions in children. Um, So to get started today, of course, I have a story time this time. Um, and it's crazy because I already like kind of go through and pre-plan, you know, episodes, like things that I want to discuss on here. Um, but then just yesterday I seen this post, which was crazy because it went right in line with this topic of emotions in children. So I seen on Facebook, somebody posted that the shoe company Vans created a shoe for children. And the shoe is like really pretty. It's like this tie-dye tennis shoe. And on the edges of the shoes, it has different emotions. Um, But they're not all positive emotions. Um, So, you know, it had excited on there. And I didn't see, you know, like the other side of the shoe. And I tried to find the shoe, actually, and I couldn't find it. Um, But it was by Vans. But... On the sides of the shoe, it has different emotions. One of them was excited, but the other ones said worried, frustrated, lonely. Um, But on the bottom of the shoe, one on the bottom of one, it says take it. And then on the other one, it says one step at a time. Or it's like take it one step at a time, basically. Um, And people were offended by this. And they just saw it as such a negative thing. So, you know, the creator of the post was basically just concerned because she felt like we're not teaching our children positivity. Like we should be teaching them positivity. You know, these should be more positive words. So that way that they're walking in positivity versus, you know, these negative emotions. We should not be putting that on children's things. And a lot of the comments people are going through saying, you know, this world is going to shit. Um you know, what are we teaching our kids now? You know, everything is so horrible. But I think we're failing to realize, yeah, the world is crazy and out of control right now. Um, But I feel like we're moving forward when it comes to child rearing and how we're taking on, you know, raising children. Everybody's not doing it positively, But I feel like a lot of adults now and parents now are starting to recognize things that are broken that have otherwise been seen as normal. Um, And just because something is normal does not mean that it's it's okay. 
Um, so that's how we create trauma and continue to pass trauma along. So with that being said, you know, a lot of people feel like we're going backwards when it comes to parenting and we're going backwards with what we're teaching our children. But I personally feel like, you know, we're moving forward with recognizing things that are normal within children that we have not recognized in the past that we failed you know, to do for our kids. Even us have experienced these, these negative things, but now we're the ones moving forward saying this is such a bad thing. In my opinion, you know, I seen the word excited. So I'm questioning if like the other side has more positive words, but I don't feel like that was necessarily a bad move, you know, to put those real feelings on a pair of shoes for a child because one thing that we as adults sometimes forget or fail to realize is children have the same feelings that we have. A lot of our feelings we continue to live in and a lot of our feelings we continue to allow drain us because they have been feelings that have followed us from our childhoods. So these are feelings that have lived with us since our childhoods. But then we fail to recognize that our children have those same feelings. So, you know, just on the post, I'm like, you know, I feel like, yes, they should contain positive words. However, I don't feel like we should continue to ignore the fact that kids have real feelings. Kids do feel worried. Kids do become overwhelmed. Kids do get frustrated. Children do feel lonely. I was a lonely ass child. So I know. So I don't feel like we should discredit feelings because it doesn't look pretty. Kids are not happy all of the time. They're not just robots that walk around positive, feeling good all of the time. They have a million emotions and they don't even know how to what to do with them. They don't even know how to regulate those emotions. They don't even know how to put the the words to the feelings majority of the time, but we want to discredit that. We want to take that away. And I feel like Vans was still trying to push through positivity because on the bottom of the shoe, it literally says, take it one step at a time, which is allowing children to say, hey, you have the right to have all of these feelings, but you still have to keep moving forward. But you just take it one step at a time, which is saying you may be worried and it might be hard to get up because you're worried, but you still have to get up. You still have to keep moving. So I feel like it was a very positive message while still recognizing something that is very real and something that is is going on with our children. Um, so I feel like a lot of us are are uncomfortable with that or older generations are uncomfortable with that because children have been silenced for years you're not allowed to feel anything you're not allowed to to be a human being because you're a child which is completely not okay you know how many times have you as a child said i'm tired and you have a parent say what you tired from you know you you ain't got to do nothing you ain't went to work you ain't did this so because I'm not an adult. I don't have the right to be tired, you know, or how many times as a child um, could you say you're stressed or as a teenager, you say you stress and your parents is like, you ain't even got to pay no bills. You ain't even got to get up and go to work. What you stressed about? You know, it's, it's completely discrediting a person 
to say you don't have the right to the feelings that you have. That's not okay because as an adult, if I say I'm tired and my husband says, you ain't went to work today, how can you be tired? I'm going to be pissed off because I still have the right to be tired. I still have the right to be upset. I still have the right to be fearful and worried. Just because my world isn't the same as your world does not mean my feelings do not exist. So, you know, a lot of times children are discredited and they're silenced and their feelings because we're so selfish, because we're so upset. So that's one thing we have to get into. That's a trauma response. That is a trigger for you. If you are a parent and you're responding to your children's emotions in that way, you need to do some type of healing exercises, get some type of therapy because you're triggered. You don't feel like your kids should have this feeling because you're tired. So how dare them say that they're tired because you're overwhelmed and you've worked all day and you have to take care of kids and you have to do all of these adult things. So forget my kid. I don't want to hear about it. That's not fair, man. You're triggered. You're clearly triggered. You're clearly overwhelmed. Maybe you need to practice some type of self-care or, you know, do some type of healing on your inner child so that way you are able to help your child because as we all know when those type of things continue when we continue to discredit a child or continue to push their feelings to side or make like their feelings don't exist or take their voices away from them or telling them that they're not allowed to have the feelings that they have all that does it ends in destruction it ends in destruction either in the future of your relationship with your child or a lot of other negative things can impact your child moving forward with their future because of the impact that you've set because of you taking that away from them. So we have to be able to normalize that children are still human beings and they have a lot of feelings. And rather than criticize them for those feelings or you know silence them when it comes to their feelings, it's our jobs as parents to empower them and to help them recognize and regulate their emotions. Because when you raise a child that is in that type of environment, or when you silence them and take their voice away, you raise a child that is not able to regulate their emotions in the future. So what does that look like? That looks like the angry husband who has to scream and, and act the fool every single time you he hears something he doesn't like because he doesn't know how to regulate his emotions he doesn't know how to feel those or that ends up being the person who completely shuts down does not know how to speak does not know how to have healthy conflict because why because they were not equipped with the tools to say hey i'm feeling this way and this is how i discuss how i'm feeling or i'm feeling this way and this is how i handle these feelings so you you raise you end up raising adults who do not know how to regulate their own emotions, um, who feel unheard, who can't advocate for themselves. They can't. You've shut them down so many times as a child that now they can't advocate. When somebody else says those same things to them, they don't, they don't know what to do. They can't help themselves in those type of situations. And a lot of times that ends up them being in, you know, emotionally damaging relationships because now they don't know how to stand up or speak for themselves because you've taken that away from them. 
um, you know, they feel unaccepted by you because that, that makes somebody feel like they're not good enough or it makes somebody feel like they're non-existent. When I'm a kid and I'm coming to my safe place, which is my parent and saying, this is how I'm feeling. And then you're shooing me off or telling me I don't have the right to those feelings. That makes me feel very unaccepted in my home. It makes me feel very unheard. Um, And then people who do have these type of feelings are more likely to develop drug and alcohol dependency because they don't know what to do with these feelings. So what do they do? They need to mask these feelings because they just know that they don't have the right to them. So what's the easiest way to mask them? Mask those feelings. You know, they move forward with unhealthy habits. Um, So you do not want that to happen with your child moving forward. So as parents, what do we do? For one, if your kid is having these feelings and you feel some type of way about their feelings, get help. Heal your inner child. Get therapy. Try to figure it out. You know, figure out what's going on with you, why you feel triggered, you know, in those moments, because that's not healthy for you either. Because most likely you were probably silenced and you're continuing this, you know, trauma. It's a trauma response. So you don't know how to deal with it because nobody ever taught you to how to deal with your feelings. So all you're doing is turning around and doing the exact same thing. So we're just continuing these generational curses. Um, So we don't want to do that. So first step is healing yourself. And a lot of parenting um, advice I give is heal yourself because you can't be a great parent if you're jacked up yourself. Um, So heal yourself and figure out what's going on with you if you're very I mean, really triggered by your child's emotions. Um, secondly, listen. Listen, it's that simple. When your kids are telling you, and especially for older children, when they're telling you, man, I'm so tired. Ask why? Have the conversation. What's going on? If they're stressed out, what's stressing you out? Because as your parent, it's my job to help you manage your stress. It's my job to figure out, you know, what's going on and teach you how to manage the things in your life so that way you're less stressed. Do you need some self-care time? Have you been getting enough sleep? Are you eating well? You know, are you on social media too much? Is that getting to you? Are the expectations of me getting to you? So listen to your child and ask about their feelings and help them feel heard. Every day when you see them, ask them what's going on. How do you feel today? What are you grateful for today? What makes you happy? What makes you sad? One big thing that I try to do at least once a week is, what can I do? What do you feel like I can do to be a better parent for you? Have I said or done anything this week that really hurt you or hurt your feeling or made you upset? Have I done anything this week that really made you excited and happy and wanted to be around me more? Because those are the things I want to do more of. So listen, co-regulate. So what that basically means is practice calming strategies with them. So if right now your child is angry and mad 
and this is really a big one for us who have toddlers they're throwing tantrums they're pissed off they're doing the most screaming crying doing a lot a lot of times especially for me i'm speaking for myself when my son is going through those tantrums and freaking out and screaming and crying and doing the most and it's like the 10th time he's done it today now i'm overwhelmed now i'm triggered now i'm overstimulated i need to practice some common techniques with him so maybe that means we stop what we're doing and let's go outside and take some deep breaths together because now I'm overwhelmed and you're overwhelmed and we need to calm down. Maybe that means we go inside of his tent and we close our eyes and take deep breaths or we close our eyes and we count to 10 or we count the stars on the wall. You know, little things like that. Let's calm down. And I let him know, I put, put the words with the feelings. You're so mad right now because you're so frustrated right now because you're upset right now. And don't stop doing that. Do that when your kids are teenagers. Keep telling them, oh, okay, you're frustrated because, oh, you're yelling and you're mad because, you know, maybe we need to calm down. Maybe we need to take some deep breaths. Maybe we need to take a break for a moment. So, and do that because it doesn't only help them, it helps you too. It helps regulate your feelings and emotions too. So now you can move forward and better handle the situation once everything is calm. Now you can have a more healthier conversation with your child versus going into a screaming match with your teenager and going back and forth. Now we're calm. Now let's discuss what's really going on. Let's discuss what's really bothering you. Let's discuss how I hurt you and how I can be better as a parent. Um, Give space. Allow time and space for them to get back on track. So, you know, with little ones, I don't always like to send them away. I don't really believe in timeouts, but sometimes they do need space. So in those moments, rather than saying, go to your room and calm down, um, give the option to do so, especially like with your teenagers and things like that. Don't automatically send them away because they're having big feelings. Let them know like, hey, do you want me to to sit in here with you? Do you want me to hug you? Do you want me to hold you? Do you want me to go in your tent with you? Um, Or do you need some time? Because things are getting really out of hand. And even with my two-year-old, I'll ask him, do you want a hug right now? And he'll say, sometimes yes. And sometimes he's like, no. And he wants to sit there until he calms down. So give them the space that they need. Allow them to have the space that they need. Um, take time to leave it alone. Okay, everything's crazy in my house right now. Everybody's pissed off and mad right now. Everybody's overwhelmed right now. Um, everybody had a bad day. My husband had a bad day at work dealing with crazy customers. I had a bad day at home. Uh, having, I feel overwhelmed. I'm tired. I'm pregnant. I'm sick all the time. I'm over it. I'm very emotional. My two-year-old is like me, but not pregnant. He's very emotional. He can't put his words with his feelings. I told him no today. He's been having a bad day. He's been throwing tantrums. My 10-year-old had a bad day at school. Some kids was making fun of her. The lunch lady got an attitude with her. She didn't understand what was going on in math. Everything is crazy. Give it a break. Leave. Let's go get ice cream. 
Let's play a game. Let's take a walk. Let's color. Let's do something to just get our minds off of it because sometimes you truly just need a mental break. That doesn't mean completely ignoring your issues. That means putting it on pause, but giving healthy alternatives. So that way, when your child is older, instead of saying, I'm stressed out, let me go smoke some weed. They'll be like, I'm stressed out. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go read a book. I'm going to go take a hot bubble bath. I'm going to go get me some ice cream and go out to eat. Give me some good food that I like. You know, you're teaching them healthy habits to deal with those emotions. Write or draw things to express your feelings. This is a really good one for me because I have filled up a million journals myself. And so I give my daughter a journal. um, And a lot of you know that we have a mommy and me journal where we can write letters back and forth. So sometimes those letters consist of her just saying, this is how my day has been and it's hell and I'm upset and I'm tired and I feel like I need a break. Um, Or for your little kids, you can have them draw, draw how you're feeling draw or do you feel like a big angry bear draw a big angry bear are you sad like a mouse that got his cheese stolen can you draw a mouse with his cheese stolen you know it sounds silly but it's really giving them an outlet to express their feelings so draw it or write it um give them that outlet so that way they they have another way of expression And then after that, after everything, problem solve. Come up with solutions to the issues. Come up with solutions to the problems. Figure out how we can make this work moving forward. Figure out how, you know, the next time this happens, I I don't want to feel these big feelings. So how can I handle this better moving forward? So maybe come up with a plan. So if my daughter is so overwhelmed by math, well, let's come up with a way to make it easier for you. Let's look at different ways that this math problem can be done. Are any of these ways more understandable for you? You know, let's practice. You know, we'll give it 10 extra minutes a night, even on the days that you don't have math homework. We're going to do some math practice. So that way, the more practice you get, the easier it is, the less overwhelmed you are at school, you know, or I'm trying to think of another issue. Like if your child is sad about something, really, really sad and upset, give them the tools to handle that grief. It's okay to cry. Let them know, cry about it, write it out. How can we prevent some things you can't prevent being sad about, you know, sadness is a really, big emotion and it can be very confusing to deal with um but you know what can we do moving forward to make it not sad are you sad when your little brother goes um to daycare during the summer and you wish you could hang out with him well how about we create something fun for him during the day so when he comes home he has it and now you guys have this great bonding experience you know so so come up with solutions to the problems But the main thing is normalize those feelings. When your kids have a feeling, you know, um, recognize those feelings and and let them know like, oh, I see you. I hear you. I get it. You know, 
if they say I'm tired, say, you know what? What do you need? Do you need to take a nap or are you tired and is your mind tired? You know, like, do you need to decompress? Do you know what decompression is? Let's look up some different decompression techniques. So it's all about teaching your children, you know, what these emotions are. And especially when they're really, really little, always put the name of the emotion to what's going on. Oh, you're mad because you want the chocolate bar, but we can't have chocolate before dinner. How about we pick a healthy snack before dinner? How about we have a glass of water before dinner? But I understand that you're mad. Mommy gets mad when she wants something that she can't have either. You know, let that be normal. Oh, it's normal for you to be mad. Mad is a very normal feeling. I get pissed off on a daily basis. I should not expect my children to never be pissed off because they're children. So, you know, recognize the emotion, normalize those emotions for your children. Um, So, you know, your homework... For your homework, I'm going to challenge everybody to sit back and have a conversation with their kids about feelings. You know, see what they know so far. Um, Now, if you have really, really little kids, then just practice, you know, those calming techniques and putting words with feelings and normalizing those feelings. Always practice that. But if you have older children, sit down and have a conversation about feelings. How are you feeling this week? What do you know about all of these different emotions? What is stress? What is being overwhelmed? What is anxiety? What are your fears? You know, let them know all of those different spectrum of emotions and and come up with a plan on how you guys can work together to make emotions a normal thing to discuss. Um, In the show notes, you will find I do have a free principle in the show notes that principles is a feelings check-in so that's another tool that you guys can use is the feelings check-in it is a free principle um so i'll put the link to that in the show notes um and i'm also going to put a book list for kids of different books that are about emotions so that way your kids can have tools to read about emotions and you can read those um books with them as well so that way you can kind of have a bonding moment too Um, And then I also put the uh, checklist on there, the six simple ways to help kids manage emotions. Um, So those things that we went through and discussed today on the podcast. Um, So be sure to like and subscribe our podcast and send all your friends, family, and any parents that you know or work with children our way. So that way they have another tool for their parenting toolbox. And always visit our website, Mo Mama Podcast, for all of our different tools that we have um, and resources that we have for you and your children. And with that being said, that's the end of this episode. I hope you guys have a great day. And until next time, this is The Motivated Mama. If you want to submit a question or if you want to be on the show, message me at contact at momamapodcast.com. That's M-O-M-A-M-A podcast.com. Please tell all the moms you know about the podcast, our Facebook group, YouTube channel, and community events. Your recommendation helps our show grow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to our podcast.